0: We don't have children yet. We're still trying yeah, to figure out how lives
1: You got fur babies. Got we call him our flesh puppy.
0: <laughs> Do you really, or is that just a joke?
1: Because well, weird... it's a joke we did on the podcast. Oh, okay, nice. I was gonna
0: say it's a weird joke, but it's strangely so accurate.
2: Is film like milk? Yes, it's got
0: culture in it, and it's mm, damn
2: it, leche, <laughs> whole milk, skim milk medium milk
0: i have nipples greg could you milk could me? you milk me? hi and welcome back to age like milk the podcast where we decide if a film has gone bad in the mind fridge of your mind i am one of your hosts paris herbert taylor and with me in a very complicated back and forth romantic tryst it's my good friend david william rogers
2: hello i'm sorry but it's over <laughs>
0: Oh, it's over? <laughs> no, I'm,
2: oh. no, I love you. I'm
0: sorry. Oh, wait. So, wait. So we're back together. Yeah, we're back together. Okay. So, uh, I should not talk to this guy at this party.
2: No, please don't. Don't go. Okay. Don't do anything with him. Okay. Should we go to a cabin us. in the woods? I would. I wouldn't mind doing that if you okay. don't mind. David. Yes. That's that's just
0: what <laughs> the people in the business call a little back and forth <laughs> improv. Uh, what is the film we are doing tonight?
2: We are doing Modern Romance, 1981 directed by albert brooks and the writing credits go to albert brooks and monica mcgowan johnson Mm. so um a couple surprise actors that i didn't know were in this movie i had actually no idea about this movie so i'm glad our our guest picked it and we'll introduce him soon but this is a good date ish movie, like modern romance. And I think, yeah, we'll talk about if it holds up or not, but um, I felt a lot of different feelings watching this movie. So like, it was good on that part. And there's a surprise actor in this that I really enjoyed seeing at a younger age. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll discuss that as well. But yeah. Had you heard about this movie or.
0: I had never heard about this movie and I'm not going to lie to you. I watched it on Amazon and Amazon. I typed in modern romance into the search bar and it gave me 20 movies that were not the movie. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I went to (laughs) Google and it popped right up and I added it to my watch list. And then finally it showed up on my Amazon. It was like, I feel like my Amazon was like, this is such a random film for you to watch. Like why? Why do you not even going to show it to you in your, in your search box?
2: I watched it on Apple plus because I've given enough money to Amazon. You're spreading it around. I'm in Seattle right now. And I was just at, around blue origin today so jeffy b he's probably tracking me but
0: yeah you know. it's fine yeah. yeah uh well i think it's my turn to do the synopsis yeah. so i'm gonna do it real quick this is a movie about a very hairy man who breaks up with his girlfriend and then has kind of a withdrawal symptom tries to stay away from her decides he can't live without her gets back together with her flip-flops she's kind of like not really believing that they're back together it's Back and forth, back and forth. He asks another woman out on a date. He picks her up in a car, drives around the block, drops her back home. Um, then he finds out that, that this girl that he's seeing, Mary, has got like these long distance calls to New York. He gets all suspicious and weird. He takes her up to the Idlewilds to a cabin. Uh, he gets all fucked up and freaky. And then he asks her to marry him. And she says, yes. And then at the end, it's like Marion and what's his
2: <laughs> the character's name? Uh, Robert Cole. Robert Marion. Robert you know. got
0: married within three weeks and divorced a month after that. They are currently dating, hoping <laughs> to So she's basically like, like I don't know, fucked up people doing fucked up relationships in nineteen seventies. 1970s- LA. So I did love the throwback LA people. Uh, sorry, the LA areas. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have a special guest joining us today. Actually, someone I just met like 20 minutes ago, but I'm yeah. so excited for a new guest friend. Who is that? Um, Matt. It's Matt McCarthy. Hello, Matt.
1: Hi, I'm Matt McCarthy <laughs> of the Rhode Hi. Island McCarthys.
2: Ooh, oh, ooh, fancy. very prestigious family.
0: I have Matt's bio here, which I love to just read because it is incredible how squirmy people get when you just read their bio which i presume you wrote or someone you know wrote but yes matt is a comedian actor writer and improviser best known for the appearances on conan the pete home show and college humor as a host of the podcast we watch wrestling and watch it with matt and glennis mccarthy will co-star as carl on the upcoming cbs show how we roll so that's exciting bit of a yes. triple threat over here
1: I indeed wrote that and I should update it because how we roll started. So oh. I'll make that into present tense. It is yeah, a
0: present yeah. tense. So how is it yeah. on the show? Are you having fun?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're done. I. It's it's funny. Somebody was asking me, they're like, so what's it like being on the show? And I was like, well, I don't know. I'm on my couch. I'm not on the show. We, we <laughs> shot the show, you know, yeah. um, but God, it was a lot of fun. Um, a suspicious amount of fun. So much fun that like one person was like, um, they're like, yeah, anytime I have this much fun on a show, it doesn't get picked up again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like the executives come down. They're like, these people are too happy. Let's fuck up their shit. Yeah.
2: And Getting
1: then uh, I, was, I was talking to a PA at the rap party and she was like, she was almost in tears. She goes, "People keep warning me not every show is going to be like this. Don't get used to it." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Where did you guys shoot? Uh CBS Radford. We actually shot at In the old Seinfeld soundstage. No,
2: that's awesome. How
1: crazy is that? Yeah, Yeah. it's so cool.
2: We uh
0: my buddy was Did uh, you just feel the jokes coming out of the wall? You're like, oh my god,
1: so much comedy. I mean, we kept trying to figure out, we were like, gosh, this is where the restaurant must have been, because this is where the permanent set would be. Mm -hmm. And then like further down would be like maybe next to that is Jerry's apartment, and then further down would be whatever was happening that week, because that's basically how we have it. You know laid out and also like there's the chairs for the audience and stuff it's just it's so crazy
2: yeah sorry david i cut you off oh no i was saying our our buddy sean who did uh the network podcast with us, who Albert Brooks is also in. Um, but yes. yeah, he used to work on the CBS lot as a shooter and producer, and we used to uh, hang out there and like uh, been to that Joe's gym a few times. So cool lot. I
0: never got to hang out at the lot, so I'm very yeah. offended. Was Where it, was
1: should you do Network or Broadcast News? We
2: did, uh, broadcast sorry, news. Broadcast News, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, Where, I'm uh, trying to think, I was like, you got Albert,
2: Albert Brooks, and yeah, he was, he was. Have you seen Network?
0: I have seen
2: Network. I've seen in a college. Yeah, in like college. Yeah. Oh film, man,
1: Sidney Lumet, like one of the greatest directors uh, ever, ever, ever. That movie is wild. Yeah,
2: we should do. You What's know crazy
1: about that movie too is I guess Lumet decided at the like in the beginning of the movie when like the news still has integrity, he shoots it um, like like a documentary, like it's it's very you know it's got that look and it feels very real. And then by the end. He was trying to make it look as slick mm. and as like well lit and as Hollywood as it could possibly as phony overproduced. as overproduced. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great that's
2: super it, interesting to
0: see. That's a great filmmaker. He's got a lot of
1: oh my creative gosh.
0: thoughts about yeah.
1: movie. He never, he never made a bad movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: So Matt, how did you get into comedy and all of the things that you do?
1: I don't know. I mean, I I just feel like it was I don't know. It feels dumb to call it a calling, but I mean, I don't know that there's any other word. I just never wanted to do anything else. Um, And I guess it just comes from being, you know, the youngest and looking for attention and just enjoying. I mean, I never got into trouble. I wasn't looking for attention like that. I just enjoyed laughing and I enjoyed, you know, that's all I ever wanted to do was just have a good time. Uh, so you know, then once you hit high school and like teachers and parents and guidance counselors and girlfriends are like, that's not a real job. <laughs> uh, I kind of put it out of my head until, you know, I was living in New York, and then it was just like, God, what am I doing? Like, I like I had a, just a day job that I, I didn't even hate. I was just like, this is stupid that I'm doing this. You know, it's not like even it, it wasn't even that I felt like I'm too good for this. I was just like, this is like not what I want to do like I I, I don't want to you know uh, this is what I'm meant to be doing on this planet or something I don't know I
2: can't mm, I, I explain
1: feel that it for sure but yeah so then I just started doing open mind and this was like in 2003 so it was like it felt like it was just this like l- this valley th- this lull in comedy in between you know the booms of like it felt like we were there was like a hangover from the 90s and then by like 2008, when things started blowing up again, it was pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, it was just uh, it was it was interesting seeing, especially being in New York, seeing, you know, comedy change and the perception of comedy change. Um, God, Here's a great example. I, I was doing an open mic in New York uh, at Hamburger Harry's in Times Square. I don't, I don't know what's there now that that place is long gone. And. Uh, Gladys, I think, is still out there hosting open mics. God bless her. God um,
0: bless you, Gladys. Can't, the greatest. can't do it without you.
1: She was the greatest. She was like a dead mother. She was very encouraging and she'd always have you know, supportive things to say in between the sets. And I remember after the first time I did a set there, she said, do you know who you remind me of? Does anybody here know Louis C.K.? And nobody oh. there knew who that was. Oh wow! It was cra- it was just this place where and now
2: <laughs> now a lot
0: now of we know, know.
1: now Who we know is. now we now we really know for don't.
0: many many reasons now we
1: sense. we know all too well
0: and now you're like no I don't remind you of Louis C. K. I, don't, I think there's I think you're probably thinking about someone else that I remind you of.
1: um but yeah it was uh yeah so then I just it, everything came from just going to open mics and just uh, one thing led to the next meeting people and doing other shows and starting shows. And somebody was like, Oh, you should go to this audition. They, they want to see people they've never seen before. And, you know, want to book in the job and then just, you know, things just progress from there. And it's just, it's continued to, I, apparently that's all it is. That's, it's mm-hmm. just, you know, doing one thing and then winding up somewhere else.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. how did you start doing like the skits and stuff like that? Cause I was telling Paris, we did um, a podcast with some friends of ours at shut up. I love it. And we went on there to talk about Nicholas Cage and I was referring to, and I kept sending everybody, you know, the, uh, the skit where you were Nicholas Cage's agent and I just thought that was hilarious and it geeked me out. And then we, you know, spoke about Nicholas Cage and all his movies and stuff like that. And this was like a few months ago we did that. But your that skit is a little bit older, but it still holds up, right? So, like, how did you get into the skits and what like that one specifically? How'd you come up with that?
1: Um, that was with uh, college humor. Uh the yeah. only stuff I was ever involved in writing uh with college humor would have been when anytime we were collaborating we meaning front page films, which is me and Pete Holmes and Orrin Brimmer. Um, so we did a lot of, we did the, the, the Batman videos that were on college humor. And then the rest of the time, you know, I was just like work for hire. Um, and I was somebody that they used regularly, but wasn't like in the, you know, I wasn't in the office. I wasn't, you know, one of the college humor uh, employees and as a matter of fact there was like a moment where they were going to we even did like a photo shoot of like this is kind of the rep company or whatever they were going to call it and then I feel like it was very quickly after that is when like IAC you know dropped them and then they lost all their money and now it's just kind of it. it's not what it once was but like no. the Nick Cage thing was um, just God, they didn't. This was when we were shooting in like they turned it into a a sound stage. They turned it into a studio. But I mean, it was just like it was like a huge storage unit. That's really the best way to describe Hmm. it. It was down near the water um, in Brooklyn, like not too far from where like the old like Domino uh, sugar Factory was um it was right near the water, and I mean literally it was just like you know uh pulling down like the the metal like grates to get in and out of the thing, mm-hmm. and we shot like a lot of stuff in there, and I think I want to say Matt Pollock directed that he directed most of the stuff that I was in um I couldn't say who wrote it off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I mean the premise is just. <laughs> Nick Cage says yes to every role <laughs> and uh I'm Which his does, agent
0: does feel uh, very
2: accurate when you see uh, how sure. many movies he's I got going I can't wait to see his new movie um but oh, yeah. it's unbelievable yeah, yeah it does but yeah. I I just that thing sticks with me every time the conversation Nicholas Cage comes up uh I just think that that skit is going to hold up for a very long time so yeah,
1: yeah. you know it's funny I, I have um I mean two things about that is like one we had posters, actual posters behind me that <laughs> like the Schiller's um, List one. Yeah, but <laughs> but they looked terrible. And um the higher ups at College Humor, San Right uh was like, these are shit. <laughs> like we're not putting this on the website. And so what's actually there, it took so long for the video to finally uh premiere because they those are all digitally oh, inserted. Those are not okay. the actual posters that were there on the day with me.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and then the uh, the other thing is, is I was wearing, uh, like they put, like they taped like fake, uh, like chest hair on my, <laughs> you know, on my sternum. And then as a joke, I just like, like I ripped off some of it and it still had the sticky stuff on. And I, I was like, I'm going to keep this. And I put it in the pocket of an L.L. Bean like backpack that I still have <laughs> and L.L. Uh, Bean quality stuff. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hashtag not an ad. The, the <laughs> glue was so Adhesive, it's there's still hair in the like I'll never <laughs> be able up. to get it out, and it's been sitting there for you know a decade and a half <laughs> now, Oh my god, that's, that's a
0: great little memory though, a little yeah, keepsake yeah, yeah. from the. Yeah. Well, guys, I want to jump into this film. Speaking of hairy chests and sternums, <laughs> great segue. You're, you're kill, you've been killing the segues you for, kill her. the segues yeah. I was as soon as he started talking about the hairy chest, I was like, oh, I got the fucking <laughs> got best him. segue right now. Yeah, but. Albert Brooks, he's the co-writer and the director of this film, which is great. We love a triple threat, but Matt, I'm curious, what prompted you to pick this film to discuss? Is it a favorite of yours?
1: Oh God! Yeah, no this this is absolutely five stars. Like this uh, this might be Albert Brooks's masterpiece. Mm. I mean, this is it's his second
0: film, I think, right?
1: I couldn't say it might be. It I think nice. I, I think
2: I read that his second like uh, writer director debut. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's just it's just so funny and it's something that like the first time I watched it uh, this happens. I I find with a lot of comedians where i'll watch something and just be i'll remark about how funny it is Mm. like i'll just be sitting like not laughing just sitting there going god this is so funny (laughs) and this was a movie so the first time i watched it, i kept doing i was like god this is so funny and then typically when i really like a movie if i have the time uh i will We'll start watching it again immediately and just watch oh, it two wow. times in a row. Yeah. And that was a movie where when I started watching it for the second time, I could not stop laughing. That's when the laughter really hit because I was yeah. just, I, I think he's unbelievable in it. Uh, it's just, and it's so, it's, it's also, very- it's, it's just one of these mid-budget comedies that just it doesn't exist anymore in the economics of hollywood it's,
2: yeah it's crazy. I, I felt that way a little bit it was like refreshing to watch this and i started like geeking out watching it last night once i because i've never seen this before started getting the pace of it like i'm familiar with albert yeah. brooks um but there's just so many parts of this like him and relationships and the way he acts it's just like almost like a it side of like it... your enthusiasm to me where yeah. it's like it, it's like so so real the the feelings that come across while you're watching it and the situation. I I feel
0: like in European cinema, more movies like this typically exist. Like, you know, there wasn't something like super big that happened. Yes, they broke up in the first couple of minutes of the film, but it wasn't like, I feel like now in cinema, we're kind of Beholden to this Like spectacle Spectacle Like joke punch Joke punch Like I don't know It feels very like Over your head And this film felt More like subtle Like a build Very dry obviously So I don't know It felt like a Bottle rocket type episode or a bottle cap episode of something you know like it was just yeah i kept waiting i kept being like wow people in the 70s were really just allowed to make movies that were like this guy's fucked up and he keeps calling (laughs) this chick and that's the movie goodbye Uh, credits
2: what he he does on the ludes is hilarious oh the Um, ludes the car the car scene was so funny to me because i'm sitting there watching it i'm like all right one right turn two right turns three right like the song the sad song comes on and i'm like oh i think he's about to drop her off another right turn sure enough pulls over and the way he delivers like hey i'm sorry i can't do this and the way she takes it like i feel like a lot of women right now would be like are you fucking kidding me like you called me last night you picked me up you dropped me off after just going around the block but she's like okay thanks for calling he's like listen i'm just going through it right now like super honest i i just i was laughing pretty hard at
0: that scene i laughed at very hard was very relatable when he went to the sports shop and the guy like upsold him he just wanted to buy super dave that's his brother i know but he just wanted to buy a pair of running shoes because he's like going through a breakup and doing what we all do which is like i'm gonna get fit i'm gonna be hot and then he like the guy just like he's like oh do you have any socks oh you don't want these (laughs) shoes do you have any sweatsuits well you're gonna want two because what are you gonna do when the other ones in the wash and he tries to fight he's like i'll i'll just Wash it, and he's like, "No, like he just keeps
1: getting sold up."
2: And then the the wrist, uh, he's like, "What are you gonna do? Run around with no money? Run around broke?" He <laughs> yeah, says, "Yeah, run around broke." Yeah,
1: he's <laughs> like, "But the 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 sweatsuit has a zipper on it." He's like, "It's better if you put it on your wrist." <laughs>
0: yeah but let's let's backtrack so obviously this movie's from 1971 which 81 81 81. fuck I keep saying the 70s uh, 80s my brain is in the 70s with our last film Willy Wonka um but yeah so it's from the 80s so I mean it's been almost 40 years right like or we just hit 40 40 40 years years. Yeah. yeah I'm like math uh, what was something that stuck out to you guys? I am gonna quickly say that the fact that no one had cell phones, and then his phone rings, and he's like, "Oh no, oh no!" And I was like, "Oh my god, imagine answering the phone and not knowing who the fuck it was." Yeah, and that's before Get caller
2: ID, right? Well. So. Yeah. How
1: old are you guys?
0: Thirty. I,
1: I, I play like thirty
2: to thirty-five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, 42 i remember uh, like missing phone calls and yeah
2: wondering we, always,
0: was- we always had an answering machine i feel like maybe maybe i have a vague memory
1: no
2: i, I remember we had a rotary dial phone when i was younger yeah. no so, i remember
1: getting an answering machine and being like this is crazy
2: yeah and like hearing it back yeah he he did yeah. have an answering machine right because he went to play he just didn't like, know how to you got the gifts here it comes yeah
1: yeah i, but I- uh, there is that scene where he's he's when he comes back and he's on the lewds and it's just it's incredible- it it goes on forever it's incredible <laughs> yeah, it's
0: super long scene and, the um,
1: amazing it's 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 just oh my God there's so many lines just in that i'm I'm on the floor every time he talks to me, Petey <laughs> look at Ellen <laughs> mr popularity pete I just love when Albert Brooks does that kind of like that yeah. Hollywood schmaltzy bullshit yeah just, he's so good at. <laughs> subtly lampooning but like when he's sitting on the bed and he's got the phone i had that moment where i was like because he lay, he leans back or like he bounces a little bit and i was like god i started thinking about what if the phone goes the receiver goes off the hook i'm like there's no busy signals anymore Mm -mm. you know even just hearing a dial tone like i know like my son is going to be like someday He's going to pick up a phone and be like, "What is that sound?" Yeah, you know, yeah. If he's at an office or who knows where. Um, yes. Yeah, so there is. I mean, in terms of you know this being forty years old, that's pretty. It's it, it's one of those <laughs> was, things I notice. It was all the
0: technology. My partner is an editor. You know, when they were actually cutting actual film, oh, yeah. I How turned.
2: That's got take.
0: I t- turned to Scott and I said. Do you think he would be an editor if you had to edit on one of these machines? And he was like, probably not. You know, like that was such a technical skill.
1: Oh, to yeah. do that. Have you ever seen just... the documentary American Movie? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you guys. You've got to see it, huh? Oh, it. it's it is. I'm not even exaggerating. It is the greatest documentary that has ever been made.
0: Okay, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. We're in. David's a big documentary yeah. guy. I like I like those like sensational, you know, shows like the way the way down or like the one about the Lululemon crazy couples. But I'll I'll go more serious for you, Matt. No, <laughs> no, no, no. On, no, the, no, no. I mean, on the recommendation of Matt
1: McCarthy, it's not. It's it's it is not. It's it's serious. They're not trying to be funny, but it is. It's the greatest <laughs> documentary that's just ever been made. I mean, I cannot. I will just keep saying that sentence over and over again. I'll come back next week so we can watch that. But there's a moment in it. It's about a guy making a movie. And there's a moment in it when he's finally cutting the movie. And you're like, holy shit, this guy actually, like you're like, he's got the film. He's cutting it. He's looking at a frame and all that. Oh my the God. F-
0: the film itself, the film within the movie, the space, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah. First of all, the director's hilarious because he's so neurotic and it just.
1: James the, L. Brooks.
0: James yeah. L. Brooks. But the movie itself looks so ridiculous. It looks like a space, like a Star Wars ripoff, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah. They,
2: they yeah. even reference it and he's like, oh, or no, they reference Alien, don't they? Yeah. And he's like, no, Alien came out a while ago. It's fine.
1: Yeah. <sighs> That's yeah. one of my favorite scenes when he's. <laughs> With the, the sound editors.
0: Oh my God, he has to yeah. do Foley of running around on concrete. It just sounds ridiculous.
2: He uh, he wrote broadcast news, yes. right? Robert uh, L. Brooks. James L. Brooks. James L. Brooks. News. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as good as it gets. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah he's uh, involved
1: in the Simpsons. Yeah.
2: Nice.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, I love that the sound editors are just such. Like blue collar, yeah, couldn't give a fuck less type Just guys. want their
0: five minute break or whatever.
1: Oh my god! It's like and what kind of?
0: What
2: do you got? Concrete? Yeah. Volume?
1: not that a little heavy for a spaceship? I love it's it. Carpet. When, he play, when, he, when he plays the sound effect of, you know, Godzilla his, or the Hulk. Hulk running. The
0: Hulk <laughs> running. And it's like,
1: ah!
2: Why don't you label
1: it as the Hulk yeah. running? Uh, He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's like, yeah, I told you it's too screaming. Slow. He's like, no, that's not the problem. It's <laughs> The Hulk is screaming.
0: But also, but, yeah, the fact that they're blue color, but also the fact that it takes. However long it takes for them to cue up the sound, like now, sound mixing is literally like bloop bloop bloop. Press a button.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to
0: like yeah. go into the archives to find the sound. He's like, got to
1: find it. He's got to yeah. find the tape. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I just think that that's what's so interesting about watching a movie like this because, in some ways, it feels thematically not that different from dating today or whatever. You know, people fucking around.
2: So but- I, I wonder what the movies though. Do you think movies took longer to make? faster to make than today or about the same time because with all the technology and cgi stuff that takes a while too now to put into a movie right after the fact so like what would you guys say if your guests would be Um, editing and completing a movie back then when they had to go get audio files i think it must be quicker
0: process
1: now Um, well i would even i would take into account how i would think i'm thinking it would take longer now just because you got to Factor in all of the time that is spent wasted dealing with you know the interference from the non-creative people mm. and the fucking with it and the 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 endless questions and the the interference that happens. Mm. Yeah, um, instead of just
2: putting it out. With well, the it's director. Like, look editor. no further
1: than the movie we're talking about right now. It's like this guy had creative control. I'm sure totally. that there were some notes, but like he was not noted to death this is just a movie because it's this isn't not a movie it's just the approach of the studios is different now where they're like Mm. we need to make big movies and make big money Mm. whereas then they were like these are the movies that we put out and it doesn't matter if we make the money back we make enough of the money back and this is like a movie that will play for Weeks and weeks and weeks because it's mm. like eventually you're sick of ET and you got to go see something else, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just I don't incredible. think,
0: I don't know if a movie like this could exist or be made now unless it was like sort of a Sundance darling, you know, made for like no money.
1: Okay. Oh, no, absolutely. Independent and then that film. person would get scooped up and have to direct, you know, the next, uh, you know, Doctor Strange movie, Aquaman, and be bullied <laughs> into just doing crap.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it's tr- it's
0: true. Um, one thing that I did notice about the film was there's not a lot of diversity. It's something we notice quite a bit mm-hmm. in older movies, and I don't think it's you know Albert Brooks doesn't seem like a like a bad guy, but I don't think yeah. it's something that probably came to people's minds to have, you know.
2: And I, I was thinking about this when I was watching it. I, <clears throat> the world is smaller, right? Like, okay, you could have had Jay's character uh, played by Bruno Kirby, which every time I see him, I just think Godfather. But, um, like, you could have had him be, like, a you know, somebody from any kind of background. But, like, a, a world is small where it's just, like, Albert Brooks uh, or Robert Cole's character, his co-worker, the director, right, um, the shop guy uh, played by Bob Einstein. There's not a ton of... Uh, actors in this movie right it's kind of Mm. encapsulated in his little world and his significant other so that did cross my mind you know with this film Mm. what say you matt do you uh does that stuff poke out to you we we discuss that a lot when we talk about older movies and uh, just casting or opportunities as far as like, you know, women's roles. Do they discuss any like past the, what is it? The oh, I want to talk about Mary after yeah. this Yeah, sure.
1: But oh, the um, test.
2: Yeah. You know, we we discuss a lot of that stuff on this podcast.
1: Um yeah, no, I mean this is I mean it's one of those things when I'm like I love old movies. Um and it's one of those things that is just a fact of the people that were making entertainment at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this movie specifically, it just has a very small cast. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it's it's mostly his relatives in the movie. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So, friends and family. So, yeah, Yeah. so there's not a ton of diversity even there.
0: Mom, I got an audition. I'm going for this Mel Brooks movie or Albert Brooks movie. Oh, yeah. Who are you up against? His literal brother.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which I I wonder if you'll get it, sweetie. I didn't know until I was uh, looking into this movie that they were related, which is wild to me. Um, But yeah, R.I.P. Bob Einstein, like he, I remember him as Super Dave uh, growing up. And then obviously he was on a bunch of Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes and like, sure, getting like comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld. So yeah, he was
1: hilarious. And it's and you can see why Albert Brooks changed his name. He, I, I think that's his middle name.
2: OK, Brooks. I was going to ask how because I looked up, right? They have the same parents and I was going to see yeah. who changed. Um,
1: well, I think it was the guy whose name is Albert Einstein decided that <laughs> that didn't work for show business.
2: <laughs> Wait, the actor.
1: Uh, no, 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 the, the scientist, yeah, the scientist, yeah. Scientists, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, which Albert Einstein are we talking yeah. about?
2: I've
0: got Albert Einstein on tape. Oh, yeah, How is yeah. he? Ooh. well, relatively Ooh. wink.
2: That's a science that works, term. that works two ways. Two ways if Bob's in the room, yeah.
0: Well, okay, so then I am a woman, let's talk about what? the women characters. It's true, it's I've been a woman this whole time. <laughs> no I know way. you're shocked. I know it's for real, so. Listen, I think Mary is almost equally responsible for this fucked up relationship. I know she is the one that like, you know, he breaks up with her in the diner and and whatever, and she leaves. But I'm like, girl, he bought you a giraffe and you just went running right back to him. A giraffe. You're a how old? 25 year old woman? 30 year old woman? Do you need a giraffe? I don't know. What do you think, David?
2: Well, it was also the little doll. That wound up, and I love. <laughs> Do you have
0: ones that you can personalize? The like, guy's like, I don't know, I just I, work man, here.
2: I just work here. He's I like, love.
1: I, I don't have kids. I don't play with them.
2: I, yeah. <laughs> I love that back and forth. And he's like okay
1: okay well that's one of my favorite parts too is when he's pulling in and he says to the the guy just working the 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 parking lot and he's like I just broke up with somebody I'm gonna buy a few things he's like everybody (laughs) everywhere he goes he has to announce that he he just broke up with someone (laughs) it's unbelievable when he goes to the vitamin store he's like the guy's like oh you just broke up with somebody you need vitamin C magnesium ginseng
0: (laughs) but also don't you think that's so relatable like when you all like
1: absolutely yeah you when you shut sad, up about that yeah. raw yeah. honesty
2: somehow yeah. comes
0: out right. the waiter's like what can i get you and you're like oh cheeseburger because oh, i got dumb
2: I just, so oh you're like, okay. when he's yeah.
1: stretching he's just like one two i don't even miss it one two <laughs> yeah. i don't
2: even miss it and then it goes yeah. to the to the wrist wallet yeah pulls out a corner right. and
1: calls her but yeah. yeah i mean as far as the women in the film it just it feels like there are none it feels like There's nobody in the movie except Albert Brooks. That's true.
0: That's a very true statement.
1: So much of the dialogue is to himself or his birds.
0: That was weird in the beginning. At first, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. The first 10 minutes, I was like, what? Is this movie like what? What? What's happening? And yeah, he's just in his house and he's putting on his record and he's talking
1: to himself I'm like, oh my god, he's like, this uh, is I have a lot so many of talking. records. I love yeah. my records. I'm gonna put on a record.
0: <laughs> like, in I can imagine an executive now in a notes meeting being like, is this a bit expository? Like, you know, is this a bit too like explaining to the audience? Yeah, yeah, and he'd be like, nah,
2: it's fine. Good. Okay. I love the call to Jay. I, I love you, man. I just wanna let you know. Okay. So and then did these, the ludes kick, the kick in? in? I took him before I left. Uh, you took it before he left. Yeah, I took him. He's like, about,
1: I took both. He's like, I, I took, took
2: both. <laughs> yeah, my lips tingled in a little bit. And he's like, Can you give me some more loots? He's like, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I need, <laughs> How about a hundred? He's like, A <laughs> hundred.
1: My favorite part is when that that one guy who's looking for work. Uh, oh yeah, calls him and calls him, and he's like, Oh, you broke up with Mary. Oh, would would you be okay if I gave her a call? And when he turns on him, <laughs> but. He, he's st- he's no matter what emotion he's feeling, he's just looted out. Yeah. <laughs> but like the insults he's throwing are so preposterous. <laughs> he's like, what are you, a trash man? You yes. lo- live in an ash can, you scumbag.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, also I believe you. They don't never cut away. Like, the people listening to this podcast should know this whole scene takes place, and it's just Albert Brooks on a couch talking to a phone to multiple people. And it just never breaks away. It's like
2: one take. The the Rolodex, too, that age. The Rolodex. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, his whole apartment, like the furniture itself. Um, But let's, yes, let's go back to Mary. So I agree with you. I feel like it doesn't really feel like there's many women in this. And even Mary's character, who is. Arguably, you know, it's it's kind of them going back and forth, this power dynamic push pull. Um, Catherine Harold. She just, when I think back on the movie, I'm like, did she have many lines? I feel like she didn't. It was mostly just her agreeing with him or telling him he was an asshole or telling him not to be silly. And then them rolling around in bed having sex. They,
2: they do get in the argument in the woods. That's true. Um, because she's like, why are you going through my bills? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who doesn't matter who I was talking to in New York. We were broken up. Things like that. So... But yeah, a lot of it was just, it's just about their relationship, right? And it was a little cringy to me at times because I'm just like dude, just get over it. Like, you broke up with her. How many times are you going to do this? And then same with her. She's like, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll jump back in with this guy who consistently breaks up with me. And then she's (laughs) like, we got to talk. We got to work these things out. And he, I feel like he just doesn't want any part of getting into deep conversations. He just
0: doesn't want anyone else to have her. Everybody keeps telling him how hot Mary is. Mm -hmm. And he keeps calling her work (laughs) phone and asking if she's there and getting jealous when she's at lunch and shit. Yeah, that's That's a good part in the beginning too, when he's like, calls her and she's not there and he's like okay one time that's a sign that's a sign he calls her second time no answer and then he calls her at the time and she does pick up and he's like she picked up see that's a sign that's a sign
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i guess stanley kubrick loved this movie yeah and albert brooks said that he told him like i i've always wanted to be able to make a movie like i think he said to him i think he asked him how did you make a movie about jealousy that was so good how did you do such a good job making a movie about jealousy which then i suppose he you know took his swing at with uh eyes wide shut mm. um but yeah because it is just he's because like like in the cabin you know he's just in the window like yeah. watching her go to the pay phone first mm-hmm. of all she's got to go to a pay phone
2: that you know, thing right too now. that that. The trust issues that he has, oh. I I just kept like I was yeah. like blush, not blushing. Oh, they're both like yeah. serious. So they both, yeah, they both need therapy, like, big time, time therapy. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, brilliant. It's Like go back in, yeah, to be to feel that through while watching this. That that's. I thought was great about this movie how many even emotions the beginning, yeah even the
1: beginning in the diner like when he starts breaking up with her, and she's like not this again yeah. like, it's it's they are just that couple that mm-hmm. it's just it's almost and, like and,
0: he, his life gets a little stability and then he has to fuck it up or something because it seemed like he was before he broke up with mary in the very beginning it's like he was like kind of depressed things weren't going his way and then she's like why is something with work no he's just looking for a reason. It's just to awe. blame everything it's just,
1: it's on the relationship. Sure. Yeah. No, he's clearly one of these people who cannot be alone. He can't stand silence. I know you. you you've probably been around somebody who's just like they are petrified of the silence and they can't stop talking. Like he literally, he's most of the movie is him talking to himself. He cannot. Not be it's like alone with your engaging. thoughts, right? No. Kind of like being and able to with sit
2: it. with your mindset and just you. Yeah, and I, it's I, I perfect that he
1: that. that his job is that he's a film editor because it's like you're constantly. Like changing things and trying to get it just right, and you're like, eh, you know, because oh, even that's that, a that,
0: good. I didn't even realize yeah. that's a good analogy. There, like good explanation. because
1: yeah. yeah. that whole opening scene too, where she's just like, let's just, just let's just talk about work. How's work going? He's like, well, you know, I mean, the movie's getting saved in the editing, and she's like, why are you saying that? Because you're editing it, and he can't even see like the narcissism that he just laid out. He's like, well, of course it's because I'm editing it. Otherwise I wouldn't have never even seen the movie. Like he can't even make that connection. (laughs) Like he's like, I just, I'm stating a fact, like the movie's being saved in the editing.
0: (laughs) Do you think that Mel Brooks could be a leading man? by Albert. 2022? Oh, Albert well, Brooks I, is... I keep calling... I know. Well,
2: she, Paris we always finished his audio biography.
0: We always talk about yeah. him. Uh, and we did this when we did broadcast news. I remember we kept fucking it up to where I did. <laughs> uh, Albert Brooks. Do you think Albert Brooks could be a leading man now, like aesthetically? I think something that I noticed about films from the older years is that, like, not everybody had perfect teeth. You know, not everybody For, was... Right. Perfect bodies, like especially Mary, I noticed it, like her teeth were a little discolored, like Albert, or yeah, wait, I'm like, now I'm paranoid, I'm like Albert Brooks, <laughs> for sure, I got it right. He's got like a series, he takes off his shirt, he's got like back hair. And like, yeah. when I think about undershirt. When I think about people in movies now, it's like waxed, it's like perfect, you know. It's mm. uh, yeah. So I just wonder if you guys think he could star as a heartthrob in twenty twenty two. Just being a
2: human being, maybe not a heartthrob, but like <laughs> just who he is. Like you, you could do because he was in this is forty, and I think he might have had a love interest as like was he Paul Rudd's dad in that movie? I, um, I think he was. Yeah, but I, I just, yeah. just the way the way he acts and like his mannerisms and just, yeah, the speeches he gives. Yeah, he's I, I charismatic he's, as fuck. As, like exactly. there's, some, there's something there's, there's, magnetic there's about exactly him. A yeah. to him.
0: But I just, so. I wonder, because I do feel like it's interesting to revisit these movies from years ago because you see all types of people in like lead roles. And just now, I mean, I feel like we're getting better to like casting diverse wise, but I do still feel like everyone's pretty good looking, like on mm. TV,
2: you know? Yeah, I mean, I could see it though, like with him and uh, one like an older actress and like some quarter like rom com or or love story. Like you mean now? Oh yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I
0: mean, I I mean him at the time in the film and in right now. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a
2: good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if it would be like a movie that would get a ton of promotion, right? And they put a, a studio would put a ton of money into promoting it and pushing it. But I mean. Just the way he is, I, I would I would watch it, right? But yeah, to your point, yeah. it's like a heart throb, I'm, I'm not sure, Matt. What say no, there's you?
1: No chance. No, <laughs> they would think he would be radioactive. No. David's
0: trying to be so politically correct. He's like, yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm saying I don't no, think a I mean,
2: studio would like push it and put money behind it. But I'm saying I always think like anybody can make anything, right? If right. you find somebody that's going to back it, put some money up
1: or you find a bunch of people. To, this was like a
0: pretty like mainstream release. Right.
1: At the time. Um, well, I, I don't know. I didn't look up what else came out that week or weekend. Um, I but I mean, again, it is just, it's the idea like in 1981 is when things were starting to change, uh, in terms of like, Oh fuck, look at all the money we made with jaws look at all the money we made with star wars movies like this were starting to by the end of the decade were still being made but they were dying out and then by the mid-90s it was like you know it had to be jim carrey it had to be you know just
2: did just under three million worldwide opening weekend 18 grand
1: yeah, exactly, and and, yeah. This, and and no executive is like throwing plates and being like Albert Brooks is never going to work in this town again. Yeah. yeah, those were basically the expectations because it was like you made a lot of movies instead of just shoving all your eggs in one basket. It's it's just insane. Yeah, you know, it's it's absolutely insane. And then they wonder why nobody wants to go to the movies. Yeah. Because everything's crap, everything's homogenized. Well,
0: David and I do have our A list stubs passes We try to go to the real movies because yeah. you know we don't well, want movie theaters to go sure. away. No, well, I go too, to
2: cinema. You guys mm. both had this experience because Matt, I was listening to your Batman podcast, and you and your wife were talking about somebody on their phone and chewing really loud. Paris was with I had the her same significant exact experience. other. Some guy. Oh my god I wonder if we were at phone. the same screen. <laughs> um, and it's just I like I hate when people do that. I was at the movies last Friday and somebody was literally for the first 15 minutes into the movie scrolling, scrolling, like doing work, sending emails, like fucking go outside and mm. Come back, you're not paying attention, you're just being distracted to everybody else, or yeah. just don't come to the movie. It's, yeah, it's, this is
1: sucks. we're not in your living room, exactly your shoes on.
2: And I think like they're coming out of the pandemic when they had to watch movies and people are starting to, they um, how to exactly exist. how to be in public around other people who are trying to experience something in a group setting, which I love big mm. release weekends, and I love it watching a movie with people and clapping and all that shit. Right. Call me dorky, nerdy, whatever. But like <clears throat> I love having that experience and Dork. feeling Exactly. But like, I just, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why somebody's going to pay money to go to somewhere and then be on their phone for half of it. And just the, our attention spans are awful nowadays. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit for an hour and a half or two hours, right. Without yeah. people. Oh, what's the, my phone buzz. Let me check it real quick. And yeah. Like getting into it was, a story.
1: And it's such a better experience because watching a movie in a movie theater, because it's bigger It's um, the whole room is dark. There is nothing that you aside from, you know, people that are fucking around. But like, like a great example would be um, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, I kept telling people, go see it in the theater. Don't just sit and watch it on your fucking Apple TV because you're not going to like it. You're not going to be engaged. You're not going to be into it. You're not going to be able to follow. And I'm not some. You know Shakespeare, Mark, who you know can like literally. We're watching the movie, and I'm like, I have to stop eating popcorn because just any distraction, any like, I'm chewing, and I'm like, I'm missing what they're saying because Mm -hmm. it was just to actually be locked in and keyed in on what they're saying, and to be able to understand what's being conveyed, and to see this big, huge, like the that black and white and the German expressionism, and it's just like that movie was. Brilliant, brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I know anybody that I know that watched it on TV was just like, eh.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that that is one of the reasons, though, that big spectacle movies have theatrical runs, you know, like in our modern time, like Marvel and Batman, and why some of the smaller movies don't necessarily, you know, do well quote unquote or they do like day and day releases i think it's called where they like release it on hbo at the same day as like it comes out because mm-hmm. i don't think people would go to the theater to watch this film for example modern romance you know not now
1: no i mean it's uh, the the viewing the landscape is just totally it's fucked i mean it's just a, there's <laughs> no mm-hmm. this this would need to be you know like, a, a, this would be an art house movie, you know. This would have to be at like a first run, you know, uh, like an Alamo or, yeah, or, or if there was somewhere like where people trusted. I'm trying to think the, of the movie theater that um, in San Francisco, maybe that was like if a movie uh, like small movies would run there in the 80s and I probably before then, and it was like that was like an endorsement and it was like that got movies going. Smaller, stranger movies. Mm -hmm. It was kind of this, almost like, you know, the lost art of being like a radio DJ and it was like oh you know so and so spun this record and then it started gaining
2: yeah right oh I like that the more
0: traditional way of like promoting it well it's getting long in the tooth here guys so it's time to start wrapping it up but before we do Matt where can people listen to your podcast slash find you
1: uh, you can listen to either of my podcasts uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, watch it with Matt and Glennis is me and my beautiful and talented wife. And we talk about movies and TV and uh, TikToks, anything that we've been watching. And then uh, the We Watch Wrestling podcast is, um, again... Wherever you listen to podcasts, it's me and Vince Averill. We talk about pro wrestling and uh we were just at WrestleMania and we're gonna be going to Vegas for double to nothing coming up and nice. And we're gonna be doing a live show in Vegas for free. So if you're there that weekend, come check it out. And then what uh, weekend I, is that, Matt? Uh the weekend of May may the weekend of may May. May. so just go to Uh, vegas
0: every single weekend
2: weekend, or just stay
1: stay in vegas for for a month i will be in vegas at the end of may uh and our live uh podcast i believe is uh saturday may 28th at the at the nerd
2: memorial day weekend
0: we shall put it yes, in Memorial our show Day notes weekend. as yeah. well, so people can see because we get some listeners in Nevada. I don't know if they're in mm-hmm. Vegas. I don't think it tells me. It's like you got some people
1: over here. That's right, Las Vegas live show Saturday, May twenty eighth at the Nerd, three p.m. for free, Ooh. and we're going to have exclusive merch that you can't get anywhere else except for at the Vegas show. So check that out, and you can follow me on all forms of social media at McCarthy Redhead, <laughs> Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Check it out. I would listen
2: to that guy. i would listen to that voice. Like he has a podcast or two, but I also, I would love to have you and your wife on um, for another movie. Maybe we can let her pick one
0: down the line, Um,
2: down the line. And I don't know where you guys are located, but we're in West Hollywood. So if you're close, we could even do it in person. We got a four mic setup that we can bust up to if, if you and your wife wanted to, to do a
1: beautiful scenic downtown Van Nuys. Okay. Van Nuys.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, make sure you check out the podcast, guys. Matt, very funny. Check out all of the things that we mentioned before. Skits and find him.
2: Uh, you have one of the favorite, my favorite lines in the other guys because I am a biracial angel. So
1: <laughs> I improvised that line. Oh, really? The script, yeah. That's
2: amazing. That's yeah.
1: pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, the-
0: Well, guys, it is time to decide who we're going to give a shout-out to in the cast or crew. I shall go first. I picked someone very random because I didn't want to step on anyone else's choice. But I chose Catherine E. Coulson, who is the second assistant camera. She went on to have a very fun career. She worked on things like Twin Peaks, Star Trek II. It seems like she worked with David Lynch a lot because she did a bunch of stuff with him. Um, She was also on Psych. Yeah, and some of these actually were her as an actress. Oh, geez. Jeez, I just realized that. So she obviously jumped from camera department to in front of the camera department. So anyway, whatever you're up to, Catherine, we see you and we appreciate you. See
2: you and we appreciate you.
0: David, who you got?
2: <clears throat> okay. I went with Shannon Clark, who is okay. a production assistant. Love she Two credits. Modern Romance, and the Tom Cruise movie from 1983, <laughs> All the Right Moves. Oh, wow. So, um, you
0: know... She off, I, after those two movies, she was like, she I don't said, want to be a therapist anymore. I'm,
2: she said, I'm out of here. But like, I just love that journey, right? She tip, dipped her toe in the in the film industry, got a little exposure to it. And maybe it wasn't for her. Or she She got into something else, but... Thank you for your contribution, Sharon Clark, and we see you and we appreciate you. See you and we appreciate you. Who
1: you got, Matt? I'm giving a shout out to, he probably wasn't even credited in the credits, uh, Cliff Einstein, the third Einstein <laughs> brother. Oh, my God. In the film. Oh, he, really? Yes. He was the one in the recording studio who said, so do we have about five minutes. I'm going to go to my car. <laughs> that's a bit that's it that's his line and nice. i can't find any other information about this gentleman anywhere online uh he does not clifford einstein i don't Cliff. i don't even know if he's still alive Cliff, we see you and we appreciate Cliff. you Yeah. But, i wonder
0: uh, if if their mom was like you Can't both be in the movie and not have your brother take your brother, You have to, you you know? have to put Clifford in it too. Yeah. What are you
1: doing?
0: Yeah, take your brother, mom. I don't, I don't want Cliff to hang out with Cliff on the um, movie. She's down. like, Don't make me ask you again, yeah. Albert Einstein. The
1: not like, he's a guy that I'm like, I'm trying to find his IMDb, and I'm like, I don't even <laughs> see an IMDb, I just see a, the bio on it. He was in. He was in Defending Your Life and he was also in Face Off. And I'm like, who oh, the hell was he in
2: Face Off? He played opposite Nicholas Cage. No. <laughs> oh, perfect.
1: But he, he was wearing someone else's face. The restorative uh, surgeon. Oh, so he's the one who actually does oh, the wow. surgery. Oh, yeah, wow. I remember that guy. Okay. Okay, so what is, you're
0: telling me is he had some big acting chops is what that, he had. That
2: was a big movie.
1: He has yeah. a couple of SNL credits and I assume that's when Albert Brooks was showing short films on SNL in like the first or second year. Hmm. Um, you ever see any of those?
0: I've seen one so. or
1: two of the earlier ones. Stop it. This is because uh, because I got so upset about the American movie thing. Now you're just lying to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I love SNL, but I'm more of a newer cast gal. I'm not the classics. I'm bad. I have seen that movie, though. What is it? The one with Will Forte, where he plays the guy that wrote uh, those books and then he like meets <laughs> i don't know the guy from snl is like got, he's like stealing all his best writers to take him on this new show that's not even going to do well it's called snl and then
1: cut to oh you mean the the national lampoon
0: yeah movie? the guy it will Forte plays that guy the and Dr. then Penny. yeah yeah he tragically mm. did not live yeah. long
1: no no one of the uh unsung heroes of really giving modern comedy uh its voice absolutely
0: and some okay. of its best people too like finding them bringing them together
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah no because it was michael O'Donohue who became the first head writer and he's just like well i'm just going to take everybody from lamp <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah yeah jim belushi chevy chase
1: Jim Belushi. I don't. I gotta. I gotta go, guys. Sorry, I I
2: said Jim Belushi. (laughs) We're
1: good. (laughs) He's he's he's
2: in that cop dog movie. I like. Yeah.
0: Um, Well, we have to decide real quick if uh, if we think this movie aged like milk. Matt, do you want to go first?
1: Um. I mean, this is still love. Doesn't age you know there's no um people are always going to be people and when you have a character driven film and a relationship driven film uh it will always be timeless i mean Mm. the 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 phones aren't digital the the record player plays records and uh you know the the phone and the and the cars run on gas that costs 36 cents a gallon yeah, seriously but uh i mean
0: and you could just get lewds off your coworker. no big deal
1: right Sometimes. and uh, i mean lewds is definitely dates it uh <laughs> but you know i mean is there very much diversity in a movie in 1981 Look, you can't go to the hardware store and try to buy milk. So I don't know what uh, <laughs> what kind of expectation you can have in that department. Plus, it's just it's it's basically as close as you're going to get to a one man movie.
0: It is,
1: uh, yeah, as as you can possibly imagine. Uh, so I would say that this movie uh, has aged like a fine wine.
2: Very good. Okay, love it, David. What do you think? I'm going to say this is a a Polaroid snapshot milk. So, right, like you took it a very long time. It's like a vintage, but it just held exactly that feeling, right, that you snapped it at. So Mm -hmm. I think this movie, um, it it holds up, and it didn't age like milk because these relationship issues still happen today. People still go through this stuff, feel all these feelings. But while looking at that Polaroid, you're feeling everything that they showed you in this movie. It, like I went through so many different emotions and felt so many different things while watching this, mm. um, the way, the way he went through his life and all the relationships that he had and how he handled them. And it just, it still holds up because I we still feel those human feelings sure. today, yeah. just maybe in a different setting. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this yeah. movie and I, I think it held up.
0: I think both of you have some very good points about that. I think this movie aged like a powdered milk, like something your grandma would have in the cupboard. It's still good. It's still fresh. Like you can still use it, but like you wouldn't buy powdered milk now, if that makes sense. And I think it just kind of goes into what we were talking about with like the way the cinema landscape has changed. I still thought this movie was hilarious. It took me a minute to figure out what the fuck was going on. And I was literally like, is he really talking to himself for 10 minutes in his own house? And then he, and I'm just trying to imagine the pitch meeting where it's like, Albert, you cannot have a 10-minute scene where there's no one else and you don't talk to anyone. And he's like, the parrot is right there. It's mm-hmm. going to break it up. It's going to be great. And then the, the exec's like, all right, all right, fine. Go make the movie. So no, I do still think it's fresh, but I've obviously you guys pointed out some things. Uh It definitely does not feel like a movie that took place in 2022 and that's one of the things we like about it
1: exactly. it's a bit like uh i remember frank zappa describing the record industry in the 60s he's like the reason so much interesting music got made in the 60s and 70s prior to you know like frampton comes alive when that moment where they realized, oh we can just make millions and millions of dollars is because the execs even the old stuffy old men in the office they were like well, we don't know what these kids are into. Just sign these bands and let them do whatever they want. Yeah. You know? And they would actually let creative people be creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was more and
0: trust I, in that the creative person knowing more than you, the executive.
1: Right. Whereas right. now they are like, no, let me tell you how comedy works. And it's just I I can't imagine a situation where even in a business, even in nineteen eighty-one. That would have been micromanaged like motion picture an mm. executive explaining what's funny to Albert Brooks. They would just be like, <laughs> right. well, th- this is your area of expertise. You do it. And we're not expecting this to be, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark anyway.
2: Right. Yeah. I think you, t- I, you nailed it. Like, that's so true. But there's there's still hope, right, that these movies can get made by anybody who wants to make them you can make them yourself right just like the music we, industry back we, then you we might do- see
0: changes you know the streamers yeah. came in and totally changed the game and like exactly. that. the dvd you know <laughs> thing totally changed you know the vhs thing and like the, the industry maybe we'll all be making movies that are literally 12 seconds long because tiktok has ruined you know Detention spans or something, but <laughs> there will always be pivots. I think is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah.
2: maybe, and, maybe and if you're a movie lover, you just gotta do a little extra work to find these movies. That's that right. Are being made.
1: If you if you had trouble finding on an Amazon, if <laughs> oh. you, if you didn't have Tubi, he's If you he's were holding trying, up a DVD, oh, is, is that oh, my the original goodness.
2: packaging? Is that what even is, open? Or is oh that just... goodness, is this a Blu-ray
1: of Modern Romance? How did this get into my movie collection? That oh, would look
2: good goodness. on a T-shirt, actually. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We definitely want everyone to check you out. And, you know, we appreciate making new funny friends in the biz. <laughs> check <Yay. them> out. <laughs> check them out. But um, for now, that is all. Make sure you go and follow Matt. Follow us. Um, always feel free to email us movie suggestions. We will probably forget how to log into the email. But, you know, go ahead and send them anyway. <laughs> And, David, for now, you should just check your fridge.
2: And make sure that milk ain't spoiled. It's gross. Milk is gross. That's the podcast.
0: See you on the next one. Bye bye. Peace.